0: Listen, let me let me say this. This message this morning is ever changing, it's ever evolving, it's changed before the first service. In some ways, it will change between the first and second service. God has placed a word in my spirit, and I want to engage God's word today. A Christmas story. I want to preach to you from the Christmas story out of Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 24. No. We're going to look at the Christmas story out of Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 24. But let me also say, I'm changing spontaneously the introduction to where we're going simply because I want to establish the context of our narrative today in a different way than what I had initially planned. In fact, what I'm really going to do is I'm going to pick up today where I left off in a message last Christmas, not last week, but last Christmas, a year ago. So in some ways, today's message will be a sequel to that message, and in some ways, it will also be a prequel to that message. Everybody say, home for the holidays. Next week on the 27th, you will stay home for the holidays. We're going to do online church at 9 and 11. You can check out what's happening here, but nobody will be here, so don't be one of those people. We're letting you spend time with your family. The staff spend time with their family. The volunteers spend time with their family, but we're doing a service online at 9 and 11, so you want to check that out. But let me say this as we look at this story today, I want to change a little direction. We're going to accomplish the purpose and the mission and the plan that God has for us in this message. But I don't want to really begin with Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. I want to digress a little, if you'll allow me, and go to Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. Because in verse 1 and following, Matthew sets up the context to the narrative. He sets up the context to the concept that we're going to be looking at today, the subject matter, if you will. Matthew basically writes for us some of the most fascinating, entertaining, historically valuable verses that are in all of the Bible. Let me begin by reading verse 1. If you're there, say, I'm there. All right, the guy in the back's there. It says, a record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of of Abraham, a record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, a record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Basically, Matthew is giving us the lineage of Jesus. What he's doing is he's connecting Jesus to the historical characters in the Old Testament. What he is doing clearly is establishing the fact that that Matthew's gospel is, is connecting Jesus to the throne through the life or through the bloodline, or if you will, of Joseph, the birthright, through Mary and the bloodline of Mary in the book of Luke. Luke captures the genealogy there. That's why there's a little difference. But basically what he's doing for us is he's capturing this Old Testament prophecy that's been given about the coming Messiah in the birth of Jesus and his life that subsequently follows Then what happens in verses 2 and following is greatly entertaining. It says, Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez, and Zerah whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab, Aminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon. And everybody say that's greatly entertaining. You know, most of you, you skip out on the genealogy, but it's very significant. It says, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. Everybody say Jesse. And Jesse was the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon. Let's let's just stop right there. King David, King David. King David almost didn't happen. And the reason why King David almost didn't happen is because Jesse, when there was this party, this king selection party, he didn't even invite his son, David, to come to the party. In fact, what's happened is Saul has, has lost his anointing to be king, and God has come to Samuel, who's the pastor and the prophet of Israel, and he says to Samuel, I want you to go to Bethlehem, and I want you to go to Jesse's house, and I want you to choose an anoint." the next king who will, su- who will succeed, Saul. In the process of that, something happens that is a little out of the norm. In fact, let me just take you there. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 5. I, I want you to see this. Samuel replied, yes, in peace. He's talking to Jesse. He's arrived in Bethlehem. He says, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So here they are about to have a party. They're going to select, if you will, the next king, the successor to Saul. Verse 6 says, When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. Look, it says when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, "Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord." So Eliab was the eldest of of Jesse's sons, and when he walks in, he's head and shoulders above everyone else, and he just prances in and he's strutting his stuff. And when he comes in, just right off the bat, Samuel says, "All oh, this has to be him. He's he's got the whole package. He's the total package. He's got the look. He's head and shoulders over everyone else. He's intelligent. It's everything. He's on the cover of." People magazines, man's sexiest man of the year cover. He's the man, he's said he's the whole package. And Jesse's like, yes, he's my finest. He's the best thing that happened to me. He's, every, he's the total package. You know how we are looking for the total package. Look what happens in the next verse, though. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance. Hold on, don't go any further. Man looks at the outward appearance. Man is all about the total package, the packaging, if you will. Man looks at the outer appearance, the shell, the packaging. Everything has to be right. It has to look right. It has to go right. The trees have to be right. The lights have to be right. The gifts have to be right. It's all about being right. The package has to be right. But look what God says right after that. He says, but the Lord, verse 7, looks at the heart. Hold on a second. But the Lord looks at the heart. It's the contents over packaging. It's contents over packaging because the Lord looks at the heart because the Lord looks at what's on the inside. You need to grab this. You have to understand this. What's ironic to me is that Samuel, who is this great prophet, he sees Eliab and he says, "It has to be him." He wants to pull out the cork off of the horn of oil and pour it on Eliab's head, but God says, "Hold on. I've rejected him. I'm not looking at the outward packaging." I'm I'm looking at the contents of the heart in other words it's the heart that enables you to overcome the packaging in your life it's the heart that enables you to rise up and go above the difficulties that are in your life and sometimes the heart the contents of the heart don't necessarily match the packaging you see it's what's on the inside that matters look at your neighbor and say it's what's on the inside that matters it's what's on the inside you got to see this watch what happens Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen any of these. So in verse 11, he said to Jesse, Are these all of the sons that you have? He says, There is still the youngest, Jesse answered, But... He's tending the sheep and Samuel said, send for him and will not sit down until he arrives. Here is his son who didn't even get invited to the party. Don't don't you want to look? Don't you want to look at Iliab again? Iliab, come on, boy, come on. Walk through again. Here is the son. No, 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 David, David, David's hanging out with the sheep, man. You're mistaken, Samuel. Iliab, come on again. Come on, come on, prance across Iliab. He's the total package. Have you seen People magazine? No, 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 you go get your boy that's out in the field with the sheep. He's like, no, he's a shepherd. He's a nomad. He's unclean. He's a mess. He, he's, just, mm, he's just hanging out with the animals. Well, you go get him. Verse 12, it says, so he sent and had him brought. He was rudy with a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. He is The one he is the one contents over packaging he is the one the contents of your heart will enable you to rise above whatever is happening or whatever is not happening in your life sometimes the contents of your heart will enable you to rise above the packaging in your life but you've got to have the contents of God in your heart but sometimes the box the packaging doesn't match the contents, and sometimes the contents don't match the packaging. Let me illustrate this for you. When I was a kid growing up in a house with three boys, three sons, my mother and my father had to be very strategic when it came to giving Christmas presents. My mother was very intentional with wrapping those gifts. They were precise and beautiful, but at times she would try to keep us guessing she would take a small gift and wrap it in a big package one of those times that she kept me guessing was it's a 17 year old i asked for a shotgun i said i want a shotgun that's what i want for christmas i want a shotgun that's that's what i want i want a shotgun christmas morning came and My brothers and I, we sat down and my mom and dad passed out the presents. And as they got to to me, they they said, okay, before we give you your gift, we need to give you a lecture. No, 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 it's Christmas morning. Gift, gift. Well, son, what we're about to give you, you need to understand. It's a weapon. I know, just give me the gift. But what you need to understand is that this gift is really life and death for some people. I, I understand that, but, you, but you, need to, you need to just go ahead and, yeah, 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 just get, finish that up later. But no, 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 you need to understand that what we're giving you, you need to honor it. You need to respect it. You cannot take it for granted. If you take it for granted, we'll take it from you. I understand all that just to give the gift. The gift, it's Christmas morning. Well, you need to understand if you neglect this gift, you're not... You're not going to have this gift any longer because we'll take it from you. Yeah, 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 I understand, I understand. And so all of a sudden, my mother turns around and she gives me this little teeny box. And immediately, I was disappointed because there's no way you can fit a shotgun in that little teeny box. How many of you have ever had the thought that what you thought it was is not what it is? What you hoped for didn't happen. So I reluctantly and discouragingly began to rip off the packaging. And as I got inside of the packaging, what I discovered was a key to a Camaro Z28. My sentiments exactly. Woo! Now, who gives their 17 year old son a Camaro Z28? What kind of parents are those? My parents. The point that I'm trying to make is sometimes the contents don't match the packaging. And sometimes on the inside of the package is a key to something great. <laughs> mm. I think you'll get that at some point in time. Sometimes the, the, on the inside of the package is a key to something great. You see, on the inside of you, God has greatness ready to be birthed in you. And this packaging, sometimes the contents don't match the packaging. Sometimes the packaging doesn't match the contents. It happens in reverse. Some of you have a package under the tree that says Dolce Cabana. And on Christmas morning, you're going to open it up, and it's going to scream, Dollar General. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Some of the guys are going, oh, man, he knows, or maybe some of you are looking at your spouse right now and you're like, Man, when I got married to him, I was I was hoping for Gucci and I ended up with Ucky. <laughs> And so we make our decisions in life based upon the packaging. We make our decisions in life based upon the packaging that we see others have. And and I want that. That seems to be better over there. That job seems to be better. That that pasture seems to be better. That that husband seems to be better. That that position seems to be better. That, that over there offers more promise. That over there seems to have everything that I want. That seems to be the whole package. That has the promise. Can I tell you something? Only God can fulfill His promise and purpose for your life. And it may look shiny it may look promising but if God's not in it you better run from it and that's the reason why Samuel he was like Gilead has to be the one but God said no it's contents over packaging it's contents over packaging it's what's on the inside that matters and that's where the narrative takes us today in Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 You have Mary and Joseph who are about to be married. It's it's the greatest time of their lives. Mary's like celebrating. Yay! It's a wedding. It's a honeymoon. It's wedding showers. It's planning. It's all of the stuff. So excited. Joseph's like, Yeah! And the honeymoon! I guess maybe you didn't look forward to your honeymoon the way I did. Well g-rated anyway so all of the packaging happens turn with me to matthew chapter 1 verse 18 if you're there say i'm there i'm trying to get there matthew chapter 1 verse 18 what you have is mary and joseph about to be married but yet there is there is a change in the packaging there is a there is a turn in their lives that maybe they were not expecting and you have to see what happened in verse 18 it says this this is how the birth of jesus Christ came about his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph oh that's good woo we're getting married we've already set a date we we know where we're gonna live we know where we're gonna go on our honeymoon we're planning all of this good stuff it's wedding showers and all of that woo and Joseph's high and all of his friends and he's like yeah man I'm looking forward then it says but there's a conjunction but but everybody say but but before they came together, she was found to be with child. What? But before they came together, she was, found, she was found. But she was found. But she was found. But she was found. Oh, but she was found. The packaging has changed. The packaging doesn't match the contents. Mary's been planning for a wedding, but now she has to plan for a baby. Things changed for Joseph as well. you got to see this verse 19. It says, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So now, all of a sudden, Joseph is no longer thinking about getting married. Now he's thinking about divorcing her. Why? Because he, he just doesn't want to put up with all of the rumors. He doesn't want to put up with all of the whispers of his neighbors, all of the, all of the public ridicule and his family being hurt. And so he was planning on getting married, but now he's planning on getting a divorce. Mary was found, but Mary was found to be with child, but Mary was found. Mary's planning wedding showers, but now she's planning baby showers, but Mary was found. I don't know if you've ever experienced one of those conjunctions in your life, but I found, but. I found, I hoped for, but it didn't happen. The packaging and the contents don't seem to go together. You had hoped that your career would be great, but it's been bad. You hoped that you would be married to the same person for your entire life, but you hoped that your kids would grow up healthy, but you wanted to go to college, but your family needed support, but... You started off this year in 2015 saying, I'm going to lose 15 pounds. And at the end of 2015, you put on 15 pounds. She said, yes. (laughs) It's me. But, but Mary was found. But Mary was found. But yet what is on the inside of her is the key to something great. But Mary was found. They're planning, they're planning. They have wedding plans. And Mary's like, Joseph, (laughs) I can't wait until we're married. Joseph's like, neither can I. I can't wait. I can't wait. But Mary was found. The packaging now didn't match the contents, but Mary was found, and now all of a sudden the packaging is overwhelming them. It's not necessarily the contents that are overwhelming them. It's the packaging that's overwhelming them because this is not going according to our plans. This is not our plans, Jesus! This is not our plans, God! But sometimes what you need to understand is that the purposes of God don't always match your plans. Hello? Mary, I know you've been planning for a wedding. I know you have, Mary. I know you've been planning for a wedding, but I've been planning to change the course of humanity. Mary, I know you've been planning on going to the Caribbean for your honeymoon, and now you've got to trade in your bathing suit for maternity wear. Mary, I understand that. I understand you've had plans, but Jesus, God, you don't understand why. Why now? This is not my plans. This is not what I want to do. This is not the packaging that I want in my life. Sometimes, I want you to hear this. Sometimes we don't understand what we're carrying inside of us. Sometimes what we're carrying inside of us, we don't understand. And what you need to hear is that you cannot lose focus of the purpose of God because they're not your plans. Listen to me. You cannot allow your plans to keep you from recognizing the purpose of God. But but God, I've been planning, but, but, but God, Mary, I know for months you've been planning on this wedding. I, I, I understand that. But for thousands of years, I've been planning to give my son as a ransom for many. For thousands of years, I've been planning on giving my son to, to, to create a new way so that people can have eternal life. For thousands of years, I've been planning. You can't allow your plans to keep you from recognizing God's purpose. But what do you do when your plans don't seem to sync up with the purposes of God? What do you do when the package doesn't seem to match the contents? What do you do when what you've been planning doesn't come about? What you'd hope for doesn't come about, but it's something opposite. What do you do? You cannot miss The purpose of God because you're focused upon your plans. In fact, the people, the Jewish people missed the very fact that the Messiah was being born. And the reason for that is because of the packaging of the genealogy of Jesus. Because inside of the genealogy of Jesus were some messed up people. Inside of the genealogy of Jesus were murderers, adulterers, prostitutes, liars, polygamists. And so the people said, Jesus can't come from that. The Messiah can't come from that packaging. But what you need to hear and understand is that I don't believe that Mary and Joseph were overcome by the contents. I just think that they were overcome by the packaging because of what people were going to say, what people were going to think, what people were going to do. All of the things, all of the problems, all of the difficulties. I hear preachers say all of the time, and I've said something very similar, and I think there's a lot of truth to it. They'll say that many times God will disguise His purpose in the midst of inconvenience. God will disguise His purpose for your life in the midst of inconvenience. I think there's a lot of truth to that, but the more that I study this passage of Scripture, I I think it goes a little deeper. Sometimes God does not disguise his purpose in the midst of inconvenience, but sometimes God disguises his purpose in the midst of utter chaos. Sometimes God will bring the beauty of a thing out of the brokenness of that thing. You see, we can tolerate inconvenience. We can tolerate inconveniences in our lives at times, but this was no inconvenience. This was a tragedy. Mary was like, I'm pregnant! Ah!" (laughs) I don't know what it takes to make you laugh, but. Joseph was like, and I'm leaving! I had plans, and this this is not in the plans that I had. This is not what I hoped for. This is not what I thought about. This is not how I thought it would play out. I don't like the packaging. I need you to think about this with me for a moment. Mary, 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 you can't lose focus of of, of, of the purpose, even in the midst of the pain. You can't lose focus of the purpose, even when you don't understand the packaging. In fact, let me, let me take you to a verse of Scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. I, I, I need you to see this. Romans eight twenty-eight. God, through Paul, speaks about this packaging thing. This is a passage of Scripture, a verse of Scripture that we all love. We quote it. If we're, if we're in the church at any amount of time, you've heard this quoted hundreds of times. It says, and we know that in all things, everybody say all things. We know that in all things, all things, he's talking about the packaging, in all things, circle that in your Bible, in all things, in all things, we know that in all things, all of the messy things, all of the ugly things, all of the difficult things, all of the good things, all of the bad things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. We love that verse. We hear preachers quote it. and We celebrate it. We applaud it. We jump to our feet. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. We're excited by it. We celebrate it. We high-five it. In all things, what I'm going through, this packaging, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And we think that that's beautiful. And that's the only part of the verse that you rarely hear even quoted. But I don't believe that's the most important part of the verse. In fact, I believe it's what happens after the comma that's the most important part of the verse. It says, Who have been called according to his purpose. Hold on a second. God goes straight to the contents. He's mentions the packaging and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him in all things we know that in this packaging God will work out all of the things that need to be worked out for the good of those who love him in this pa- he's talking about the packaging but he goes he goes to the contents who have been called according to his purpose what he's saying is it's contents over packaging it's contents over packaging the purpose that I have placed in your heart will enable you to overcome the things will enable you to overcome the packaging In all things God works for the good of those who – in all things, God. Even the messy things, God. Even the ugly things, God. Even a baby being born in a stable. In all things. Even in a messy genealogy. In all things. Even when Mary is being ridiculed. In all things. Even in the brokenness of your marriage. In all things. Even in the lostness of your emotions. In all things. Even when you don't have enough money at Christmas. In all things. In all things. In all things. God works for the good of those who love him, somebody give him praise because it's contents over packaging. When I read this story and understand this concept, I I, I can't help but to think that it's oxymoronical, if that's a word. I don't know if it is, but it is now. I, I just think that it just—it's so ironic. It, it just doesn't make sense that a birth that changed the course of humanity was not fashioned in a Hollywood environment, but rather in a messy environment. The packaging was subpar. Well, everything has to be right, Pastor Mark. It has to be right. I'm looking for the right packaging. This conversation has to be right. This message has to be perfect. This situation has to be perfect. That tree has to be perfect. The lights have to be perfect. The house has to be perfect. The place setting has to be perfect. The food has to be perfect. I have to have the perfect gift. And Sometimes, to be honest with you, and I need you to grab this, sometimes... The thing that's inside of us that needs to be birthed is not birthed because we're consumed with the looks of a thing rather than the birth of that thing. Mm. Sometimes we don't give birth to what's inside of us because the looks of a thing are more important to us than the birth of that thing. Well, it's not the way I thought my marriage would look. It's not the way I thought the conversation would go. It's not the way I thought the church would look. It's not the way. I was just thinking about something that was a little more perfect. Can I tell you something? God did not wait for our perfection before he sent the contents. God didn't wait for the perfect package. Oh, now they have the perfect package, package. Let me send the contents. God didn't wait because the Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible also says that in the beginning, since the beginning, he was the lamb that was slain since the foundation of the earth. What God is saying is that he knew that we would never get the packaging right, and he was not going to wait on the packaging to be right. So what did he do? God became flesh in Christ and dwelt among us in order to improve the contents. I'm preaching to somebody in here. What I'm trying to say to you is that you cannot let what you find in life keep you from finding what God has for you. It's contents over purpose or over packaging. It's contents. You need to understand, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do when the packaging of my life doesn't match the contents? You need to understand that His purpose, His purpose, His purpose for your life Contents that he's placed within your heart will enable you to rise above the packaging. I can't help but to think about it when I think about this concept. I can't help but to think about God. He told, he told Israel, he said, I'm going to deliver you. He said, I t- I'm going to deliver you, but yet Moses found problems with the Pharaoh. He told David, he said, David, you're going to be the next king, but yet David found problems with Saul. You see, some of us find problems in the packaging. We don't understand the packaging. The packaging confuses us. The packaging is wearing us out. Listen, let me speak to you. I know that someone is hearing this. Some of you have labeled yourself confused this season, lonely this season, down and out this season, messed up this season, not enough this season, broken this season. All of that is the packaging. And what you need to understand is that the contents overcome the packaging. What God has placed in your heart will enable you to rise above the difficulty. Just like when Jesus was placed in the ugliness of the package called the tomb God was doing a work inside of that package on the contents of that package the devil thought he had won but God was doing a work and on the third day Jesus got up did you hear me? I said Jesus got up I said Jesus got up he got up and he said God has a purpose in all things he will work For the good of those who love him. It's contents over packaging. Contents over packaging. Verse 20. I want you to see this. Verse 20 it says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Basically, God had to put Joseph to sleep so that Joseph would listen. You know how us men are. He said, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. It's contents over packaging. (laughs) Joseph, if you'll give this thing a chance, you'll see that the contents will overcome the packaging. Your discouragement will be gone. Your fear will be gone because the contents will overcome the packaging. But look at verse 22. Verse 22, what you need to understand is that what is inside of you, God has to bring out of you in order that it might be fulfilled. There is an it in your life. You need to understand that. There is a purpose that God has for your life. It's He's placed it in you from the time that you were born. He placed a divine DNA inside of you. And in order for that to come out of you, you've got to give birth, even when the packaging doesn't make sense. Look at verse 22. It says, all of this, everybody say all of this, All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. All of this took place. All of this took place to fulfill. All of this, he's highlighting all of this, all of the stuff that we just talked about, all of the problems that we just highlighted, all of the plans that were not Mary's plans, not Joseph's plans, all of the public ridicule because you know people were saying, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, you're no virgin. There's no such thing as a virgin birth. You're, You're just skanky. You know they were calling her names. You just, you just, man, you just something else. I know that you're not a virgin. That can't be possible. There's no such thing. And Joseph, shame on you all of this happened, all of this happened, all of this happened it was not the plans that Mary had but it was the purpose that God had for her, you need to grab hold of this you need to understand that maybe there are some things in your life that are not not happening the way that you thought they would happen but let me tell you something, God has a purpose in it and even though the packaging does not match the contents the contents of God in your heart will overcome the packaging every time Verse 23, verse 23, you've got to see this. It says, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means, I love this, which means God with us. Which means God with us. Which means God with us. What I love about that is he's not an absentee God. He's not up in heaven right now calling an audible because he doesn't know what's going on in your life. Let me figure this thing out. What am I going to do? I better back up and punt. That's not who God is. God is with us. He doesn't just reign over us. He doesn't just sustain us as our foundation. But Emmanuel, God, is with us every step of the way. He's with us in our relationships. He's with us in our finances. He's with us when our neighbors are on our ever-loving nerve. He's with us when difficulties arise. He's with us on the job. He's with us in our marriage. He's with us when we raise kids. He's with us when the plans, when our plans don't seem to come to fruition. He's with us because the contents are greater than the packaging and what he's doing on the inside will change what is happening on the outside. He's with us. He's Emmanuel, God with us not an absentee God, but an ever-present God, an ever-present help in a time of struggle. He is a God who offers peace in the midst of the storm. He's a God who gives to us salvation when we don't deserve it. He pours out grace in our lives. He grants to us when we're down and out a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Why? Because He's Emmanuel, God with us. But I need you to see something. Contents over packaging, contents over packaging. I noticed something this morning, so I threw this in. They weren't ready in the first service, but I'm sure they're ready in the second. It's Luke chapter 2, verse 19. Something happens. Luke chapter 2, verse 19. It says, But Mary, but Mary, there's another conjunction. But Mary. The last time it was, but Mary found that her life was about to change. But Mary, nah, but I don't want this guy, but Mary. But 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 but, but Mary found, everybody's talking about Mary. Everybody's picking on Mary. Everybody's pointing fingers at Joseph. Everybody, what are they gonna do? But Mary was found. But here we see a little bit later in her life. Watch what happens. It says, But Mary treasured up all of these things. <laughs> Hold on a second. And pondered them in her heart. Hold on. But Mary treasured up all of these things but Mary treasured up all of these things the things that at one time had flipped her out the things that she didn't quite understand now she's recognizing that there was purpose in the pain but Mary treasured up all of these things because now Mary realized that what God was doing in her was greater than what was happening to her so what you need to understand is that it's contents over packaging come on somebody give God some crazy praise in this place